Hello, and welcome back to Truck Talk, the show about launching, building, and hopefully successfully exiting a small business. I'm your host, David Shaughnessy, and I run a local pool service company here in Sacramento, California. Uh, so let's get into today's, today, uh, to today's episode. Uh, already starting on a, a rocky footing there, but okay, so... Yesterday, uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, last couple of days really, um, I implemented something that my my uh, the co-owner of the business and my wife uh, and I had had basically game planned about. And uh, the game plan was, uh, we, we basically realized that we just are not making money on about one third of our business. We we either break even, either lose a little bit of money, or maybe make like a dollar or two. Right. And that is, uh, you know, for a full month of work. So each month we're talking about the recurring side of our business. Um, you know, just to kind of back up, we do weekly service, pool service. We show up every week. We clean out the pools. We maintain the equipment, all that good stuff. And we are paid on a monthly basis. Uh, and we found out uh, that we were not making money pretty much. We were either break even, just losing some, or just making like a tiny bit, like a dollar or two per month. Uh, for about one third of the business, and so we decided we had it was time uh, to raise our rates. Um, I was trying to hold off for a really long time. I was trying to hold off into the winter, to be honest, because you know it's hot. It's the summertime. Um, we're kind of past the peak growth season, but before uh, this month, it's been peak growth season. So I was worried. I, you know, one part of me was a little concerned if we did it uh, earlier that we would lose more people than we would if we waited until later, uh, because that was the time of year where everyone is looking for new pool service. Um, and, uh, so it just kind of gave me the heebie jeebies, but also, uh, I just was thinking, you know, it's easier to do like January one and then just get everyone on the same schedule, uh, for any kind of price increase that we have to do. We just do it in January, but, but, uh, that uh, unfortunately was not something that we were able to do this time, uh, because I can't make it through the rest of the summer with with charging the the rates that we have been charging for for the this 50, these 50 customers right so um, yesterday we actually sent out the letters letting people know of their new rates um, and today it's really just kind of mainly about sitting here and waiting <laughs> you know uh, I'm gonna be doing my route I just finished uh, helping my my uh, employee finish the first half of his route probably a little bit more than a half because uh, he helped me a ton yesterday. Because uh, yesterday we were we I just spent a lot of time on that, like writing the letter, compiling the list, uh, putting together the the anal- you know the, the the data so I knew exactly how much I needed to charge. Uh, we raised our rates um, across the board. It was like from ninety three dollars a month on average to one hundred and twenty five, um, which is a substantial rate increase. I mean, you know, let, let's be real. That's a very high high rate increase. Uh, but the, the problem is, is if I don't do it, we don't make any money. And if I'm not making money now as the person, and, and here's the other side of that is I am the person doing these pools and I'm not making money. So let alone, you know, if I'm doing the pools and not making money, uh, I, I'm also not going to be able to hire someone to do those pools and be profitable. So uh, we can't do it. We, we can't do it for cheap. There were, there were customers that I had picked up in the very beginning of me kind of doing, uh, most of them are like, you know, we picked them up maybe six months into, five months into this journey of, of building our company. So they're very, very old customers for us, um, like legacy customers. And I also wanted just for that sake, you know, the, the fact that they were some of my first customers. I wanted to take as good a care of them as I possibly can. I want to take as good of care of any of my customers as good as I possibly can. But there's like a sentimental value of, you know, the first few pools that I got, you know. And um, and so 
Uh, yeah, so uh, we had to send out the letters yesterday, and so today I'm just sort of like waiting on pins and needles, just waiting to hear, uh, you know, good, bad, or the other. We have had one person confirm. They said, sound good, thanks, you know, no problem. Which um, which I, I hope that's the case across the board, because by no means am I trying to gouge anybody. Um, I also gave people, like 125 is still a significant discount from all new customers. Any new customer coming in is paying us anywhere from 145 to 165. Uh, you know, on our website at this point, it says 165 for full service, uh, because that is our new rate for full service. However, we just don't have slots for full service until we can get, uh, more help, uh, for, in, in the labor department. Um, and so, yeah, so we sent that out. So today, uh, you know, yesterday was kind of a big day. I, I was all over town. I had four service calls, all of which were kind of technical. I had to schedule a few major equipment, um, installs, uh, with our contractor and, you know, just kind of a pretty jam-packed day today. Uh, and, and so yesterday it was so jam-packed that I asked my employee to help me with my route and he did an extra, like almost 11 pools. I think he did an extra nine pools on top of his, I think he has like 18 on Tuesdays. So, so that's why I was helping him today. I felt, you know, I, number one, I had him help me with one of my pools and number two, um, you know, uh, I, I just, when, when my team helps me, I want to help them back. I mean, I want to help my team all the time, but the reality is, is I have a route to do. Uh, until I'm out of the route work, I can't provide this, the air support that I really want to. Um, but I always feel like there's a morale boost for me. There's a morale boost, I think, for my employee, helping him get through his route a lot faster. And, uh, I, you know, I, that's just a better work environment. You know, knowing that your boss has got your back, knowing that the leader of the company is going to be out there working with you. Um, I mean, it's hokey. It's super corny. It, it, but it, it is true. you got to lead from the front. And, you know, while I'm still doing uh, all of the pools that I do on my route, there's just a limitation of how much of that I can do. Uh, but as soon as I get, uh, an employee, uh, another employee, um, I, I'm planning on doing probably seven pools with each of them. So they'll have about 15 pools to do every day, uh, based on our book of business, like maybe just slightly under 15 pools a day. I think they'll be at 15 pools most day. And then they'll have a, each one of them will have a couple of days, probably Friday, uh, where they do 13, right? Make it easy on the end of the week. And so my goal is to do, uh, you know, roughly 15 pools a day, maybe 10 to 15 pools a day, uh, by helping them every day on pools and because they'll go faster. They'll be happier. The morale will be higher. I'll, you know, I'll still get it, you know, be able to touch the pools every day, but more importantly, I, you know, I'll be, I'll be more engaged with the pool. So I'll be able to fix things on the fly way better. So like the goal will be to do five to seven pools each on each route every single day. Um, uh, but what will more likely than not happen is I'll go up, we'll do like maybe three pools and we come to a pool and maybe like a cleaner hose is broken and I've got to go grab a cleaner hose and put it on that. And then that's, that's it for me helping for the day. You know, those, those things will help, but, but the, but the difference in service quality will be like astronomically better than what it is now because we'll be fixing things the day of, because I will have nothing else to do other than support my team and fix up pools. And that's going to be my, my, my new kind of job. I'm really, really pumped for it. So, uh, yeah, so I'm just waiting to kind of hear back from our, our 50 customers. Um, you know, by August uh, is when the new uh, rates go into effect. By August, I'll know if we still have a business that I can hire a second person or not. Right now, it's kind of in the air. It's kind of a relief 
Uh, although it's uncertain, it's a lot of uncertainty, which is not really that fun to have. Uh, it's kind of a relief to just like, I'm officially, I can't look for like, I, until I know that I have 50 customers or like at least a significant portion of the 50 customers that we've raised rates on until I know I still have those as customers. I can't really, uh, uh, I, I can't really seriously look to hire anyone. And, um, you know, I just can't, I, I, I don't have, uh, if I don't have, the 50 customers that we had to raise the rates on, I don't have enough for, uh, another, another employee. But if I do, and I spent most of the day thinking about the, the strategy I would need to, to employ if I were to lose a hundred percent or a very significant portion of these 50 customers, if that happens, um, you know, it, it is what it is. It, if that happens, basically we're not going to lose, we're not going to let our employee go. We're just going to, um, kind of scramble and probably drop them to part time. Uh, but, uh, or maybe have them roll with me. Uh, and then we just blast through the pools way, way faster. Um, maybe we cut down to like four days a week and we just do 25 pools a day, right? That's, that's kind of my thought on what happens if we lose all 50, uh, customers. I definitely don't want to lose my employee. He's been so good. I'd rather just like kind of live off of our savings in our emergency fund, pers- our personal savings and emergency fund, uh, than, than let, let him go because we're just, we're too close, right? It, it's, it's so hard to find any employee that, um, you know, we're not going to do it. But so I spent the better part of yesterday, uh, just going through the sort of worst case scenarios. What do we do at this quantity of customers? What do we do at this quantity of customers? And the reality is, and it's kind of, I'm so appreciative to be where I'm at. At the end of the day, it's not a big deal. Um, I don't want to lose those customers at all. I want to keep servicing those pools. Um, but I understand that the price increase that I just, I just had to do was pretty substantial. And, um, that, you know, it it comes with the territory when you, when you raise rates that much that you're going to probably lose a few at least. Um, but so today I'd rather go over the, the best case scenario because I've, I've already modeled out in my mind what we're going to do worst case scenario and worst case scenario is it's not that bad. You know, basically we just make a little less money, but, um, here's the crazy part is we really don't make any less money than what we're making now. Right, I'm making a little bit more than break even on most of those pools. I think I misspoke earlier, but I'm making a little bit more than break even on most of those pools. But I'm not, not making a whole lot, right? So basically, I'm losing a little bit of my my income, right? My side of the income, which is, is you know, it's not great, but it's you know, if I can't if I can't offload this to an employee, it's not a, it's not an account that we can keep because that's just not how this business model is going to go. Like I'm not a bit I'm not an owner operator, so that's just kind of how it goes, and that's okay. Um, I just hope that people understand. You know, this is pure survival. I mean, the 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 pool industry, for those of you who don't know, has just been slammed with inflation. Everything costs so much more. Our chemical costs are over a hundred percent more expensive than they were than it was yet last year. And that's not due to a volume increase. That's due 100% to just per unit, uh, it is 100% more on average. Um, so, you know, it, it's insane. I mean, it, it's just, it, it's an, it's been an insane jump in costs. Um, and uh, it, that's just what we have to deal with. And um, so I hope our customers stay. But so I'm going to start thinking about the positives though. Uh, one moment here. Okay, 
I had to pause that because I needed to check my email to see if there's any new uh, email responses to the rate increase, and there have not been. Um, you know, so my guess is what's going to happen is people are going to go around and get some quotes uh, from other from other pool guys, and the reality is that they're not going to find anybody as as inexpensive in the areas that I've been doing pools. Like, and if they do. Honestly, the only way that they're going to find someone to do the pool, uh, their pools for that price is uh, if they ask them to match my price. They're probably going to get uh, prices anywhere from 135 all the way up to probably 175 per pool. And, uh, and they'll probably, you know, if somebody asks like, well, can you do it for 125 And if they agree to that, then at that point, well, they were, probably weren't the happiest customers with us. Because at that point, you know, you have a guy that you know who's been doing it for, you know, well over a year at this point. I, I never skip days, you know, communicate well. We, we pride ourselves on our work. I mean, I'm building a company where I don't compete on price. I compete on quality, right? And so we're priding, we pride ourselves in doing good work. And so if you pick someone new that you don't know after having a, a good track record with me, at that point, it's just spite, you know? And it's like, okay, well, I'd rather not have that in the business anyway. Um, you know, so it, it's a really good spot to be in, to be honest. And that's why I'm saying I'm, I'm very grateful for the position that I'm in because I'm able to sort of think more clearly about what the business truly needs to be able to get, uh, to be able to basically continue on uh, growing and building up to that ne- the next level and the next level after that and the next level after that, right? So uh, it's all really, really great stuff. Um, but uh, it is also um, scary. It's just scary. But anyway, so I keep going. I keep saying I'm going to go over the positive. So let's say the best case scenario happens and nobody drops, right? That's very unlikely. We're probably going to lose about five to any, like on, if we're talking good scenario, five, a 10% loss is, is to be expected when you raise rates like this. That's what happened to us last time we raised rates like this. Um, and, uh, hopefully this is the last time we have to raise rates to this magnitude. Uh, I'm hoping in the future, it's like five bucks here, 10 bucks there cost of, infl- you know, price of regular inflation, uh, year over year. Like that's what I really want to do and just do them all in January, get them, everybody on the same system. Uh, but you know, uh, until then uh, this is what we got to do. Uh, but if this, ha- if this does work out, what this is going to provide us is with is about $1,500 more in uh, net operating income, which doesn't sound like that much when you think about the scale of the operation that we are. Uh, And it's not. However, I currently make enough to survive uh, off of this business with one employee. I don't currently, the business does not currently make enough for me to survive if I have two employees with two trucks. We make close to enough and, and I'm talking recurring revenue right now, right? So I'm not talking total total net operating income. I'm just talking about the recurring revenue because that's what I base payroll off of. I don't base payroll payroll off of our total operating, our total net operating income with all of the forms of revenue, you know, from all of the the income streams, uh, because I don't I don't know if I'm going to have big repairs to do every day, you know, or every month, right? So I don't count on it. Now, that being said, we make enough uh, and we have made enough since September. We do enough other jobs. So green pool cleanouts, new customer startups, um, you know, equipment repairs, equipment, equipment replacements, you know, we do enough of that work and we have since September to be able to, to be fine. So I'm pretty sure we'd be fine. But as of for the recurring revenue only, which again, that is what we factor in for anytime we're talking about uh, payroll, 
and hiring another employee, that is the only thing I factor in because the other stuff is not predictable. Um, so we don't currently have enough and we are at about exactly a $1,500 deficit. And so that's the crazy thing is like by if, if we are able to, let's just say, keep 100% of the customers that we've raised rates on, what I'm able to do is turn around and raise my employees rates. Uh, so raise our base pay and hopefully find another employee to join our team I'm thinking we'll raise it to like maybe 17 to 20 um, or 18 to 22, somewhere around there. Uh, But I just, no matter what, uh, I need to be able to have enough so that uh, if we do raise our base pay, I want to make sure that my my current employee uh, is is adjusted accordingly uh, or at least as best as we possibly can Uh, because he's a really great guy. He's a really great employee. Um, Everyone seems to love him. Uh, and, uh, and I'm very impressed with, with his work and his work ethic and his demeanor. Like he's, he's just an all-star and I, I want to keep him as happy as I can. Um, okay. So, um, so yeah, so that's, that's the, the deficit that we have currently. And now I'm okay with having a very slight deficit because all that means is I take a pay cut. My employees never take a pay cut. That's never in question, but it just means that I would take a pay cut if we don't make enough with, with, um, repair money, uh, basically the repair revenue or the other revenue. Um, cause it's, sometimes it's just chemical stuff. Sometimes it's green pool clean out. Sometimes it's labor. Sometimes you know, like I make other money from rec- than just recurring revenue. Right. And so, you know, right now we're operating, if I were to go and buy a, a truck today, we'd be operating at anywhere between a $1,200 and $1,500 deficit. Um, so uh, we would basically immediately gain that. And so we would be breaking even with just recurring revenue. And like I said, uh, my, my um, uh, the, the, the other forms of revenue, the other verticals or whatever you want to call them, uh, they are actually making plenty uh, to to cover that deficit. Usually, we make that much, if not a little bit more. It's like give or take, right? Uh, so, I don't. I feel very confident in having a like five hundred dollar deficit from the recurring revenue, knowing that I personally am the one who's going to be taking that five hundred dollar uh, hit. Um, you know, and uh, so. <laughs> Excuse me. So if I'm the one taking the hit, it's not. It's not. You know, my basically all I'm getting is my employees aren't aren't the ones who need to worry about the 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 deficit, um, and I'm pretty confident we can make it up. And so if we are are instantly at our current with our current, God, I feel like I'm really not explaining this well. So I apologize. Uh, if we are currently at a point where we are, let's just say it's twelve hundred dollars is the deficit because that's roughly what it is at our current ba- uh, pay rate. At our current pay scales for our employees, we are at a $1,200 a month deficit to being able to pay our employees um, the salary at our current pay scale, but we instantly are going up by $1,500, right? So we're going up uh, in new net operating income for just the recurring uh, revenue side of the business by $1,500. Now we have a surplus of $300, um, give or take, uh, but we all, and we also have other net operate, you know, not, uh, uh, other operating income from other forms of, um, service that we do, uh, just not as predictable as recurring. 
Well, at that point, it kind of makes sense to raise our pay scale. So that's why I'm saying we're going to probably raise the pay scale so that we can also attract talent because we have not been able to attract talent uh, attract talent at the pay scale that we're at. And I know firsthand from a pool company uh, here in Sacramento uh, that is much larger than me uh, that they are able to attract talent. It is very limited compared to what it once was. It is very limited uh, compared to what it used to be. I mean, they used to get hundreds of applicants. Now they get like 15 per month. Right. Um, so, but that's more than me. I don't even get 15. I get maybe three to four per month. Right. And so if I raise my pay rate and to his pay rate and he's requiring, uh, the reason he thinks he's getting so few, he's getting like 50 if he doesn't require experience, but he's currently requiring three years of experience because he's a large company. I mean, he's probably got like 10 trucks. Right. And so he can't really just take on somebody and spend all day training them for two weeks, uh, and then turn over the keys and have them roll. Like he needs people who know how to do this job. And so his needs are a little different for me. So what I'm thinking is if I have his pay scale or close to it, but I don't require any experience, I should in theory be able to get somewhere between that 30 and 50 uh, candidates per month mark. And if that by paying, of course, and if that's the case, then our problems are solved. We get to get to that next level of service, which I'm going to get into in a second here, uh, very, very quickly. And, and basically, uh, we are by improving that quality of service in the way that I'm, I'm, I'm going to kind of break into and describe, um, uh, we're going to be able to, to, to just basically build our reputation that much faster, get better reviews, and grow that much faster next growth season. We're probably kind of done for the year. I'm hoping we end up getting about 10 more customers before the end of the year, 10 to 12 more customers. Uh, but I'm happy with where we are. I'm happy with the results we've gotten from the growth season this year. Uh, if I don't get an employee, I don't really want any more uh, customers because I'm over. I'm, I'm, I'm overbooked. I, I don't have that much time. But I'm going to get into what the service will morph into and what, what this is all going to look like. And it's all centered around the idea that we had to raise our rates. So I got to go do a pool real quick and then I'll get into it in just a moment. Okay. I'm back. Sorry. That, well, again, once again, I know it probably sounds like I just, you know, paused it and turned it back on, but I've, I've been gone for well over an hour now doing some pools, dealing with some customer issues and uh, just all around crushing it. Um, now, uh, so anyway, so where where does this lead? So we're gonna have more money in the bank to pay, uh, pay our employees better. And potentially, hopefully what I'm really, really hoping for is that uh, I can then, you know, raise our pay rate or our pay scale to hopefully attract another employee and then get me out of the route. And what that means is, how we will move forward with regards to how we approach our routes is going to be uh, much more efficiency driven, much more teamwork oriented. Um, you know, right now I'm on the opposite side of town as my, uh, my employee, my technician in the field all the time, which means if he ever has an issue, I have to drop what I'm doing and drive across town uh, and then, you know, probably not actually see him uh, and then maybe fix the issue and then go back to across town again and, and finish my route if I'm going to do it at all. Uh, otherwise, I just wait until the end of the day, and I, which is really what I normally do is I just wait and stack up a bunch of items and then I just you know go bang them all out. But I still am coming from the opposite side of town. Not very efficient, very, very costly with gas, very costly on time. Um, it's just kind of a pain, right? 
But what I would like to do is then reorganize my uh, routes in a way where I am in the same area as them. Both trucks will be in the same area as each other, the general zip code area as each other. And uh, so what they can do is they can run through their routes and the policy will be once they're complete with their own individual route, they have to call their, their you know, teammate in the field and ask you know, if they need any help. And if the teammate needs some help, they go and help the, them finish the route. So each one of them uh, has some air support built in with each other. And then I will also be in that same area because at this point I don't have a route to do. Um, and I really only will only have like kind of service calls to do. And so how I'll spend my time is in the morning, I will help them with their routes uh, throughout the day. And then uh, from there, uh, you know, maybe I do five or six pools with them, fix any issues that come up right on the fly. And then I'll also be in the area. And so I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm going to try to my best to schedule any kind of repairs uh, to be done while we're in the areas of, you know, they're on the days that we're in the area, basically. And so now we're spending way less on gas. We're spending way less time uh, per customer on average, per route on average. And we get to this point where uh, as a team, we are just absolutely dominating the pools in a given area. We are, we are working together as a team to make these pools perfect. They, they've got me, uh, the boss man. They've got the, the two highly trained technicians. The technicians have each other. Um, repairs are getting done. You know, so it's just going to be this very, very hyper-efficient way of, of running. And the overall quality for the end customer is going to shoot through the roof. It's going to be night and day quality. Um, you know, right now I, I struggle um, with some people feeling like they really want me to be doing their pool, even though I have a technician doing their pool. And, and the reality is, is I understand, like you want, you want the guy who cares the most to be doing your pool. And, and I, I for sure am the guy who cares the most, right? It, it makes sense. I'm the boss, right? I, of course I care the most. Um, but the, what they don't realize is that, that that's actually not what they want, because even though I care the most, I do the worst service because I have so many other things I have to do. I can't focus the way that I used to be able to focus when I only had 75 pools, 90 pools, right? I have 150 pools and I have an employee that's doing them. I have new pools that want, you know, that I have new leads coming in that want our, our service. I have existing pools that have major structural issues or not structural, but equipment issues. I've, I've got a lot to do. I've got to run billing. I've got to do customer service. I've got to make sure that uh, we're doing payroll on time and work with my accountant. I've got to make sure that we're paying taxes on things. I've got to make sure I'm, I'm doing my books right. I'm, I got There's a whole lot of stuff that goes into this. I also have to find time to strategize and build uh, systems like the one I'm talking and think about how is what is the best way to approach the problems that we have as a company, which is servicing more and more pools and, and do it in a way that is going to be net beneficial for both the business but also more importantly, the customer um, and the team, right? So these are the things that I have to focus on and doing your pool is like the last thing really, truly that I'm thinking about most of the time versus my employee. The only thing that they are concentrating on throughout the day is doing the pools super well. That is the only thing they have to do. That's their only job. And so it, there's a disconnect with some of my customers and I understand it. It's, it's a totally uh, valid thing 
to th- a valid way to, th- to, or it's a totally understandable way uh, to think. But what they, what a lot of people don't understand is I won't do as good of a job as my technician will. I just can't. I have too many other things going on. And so I, I end up rushing a lot of the times just to get through as fast as I can. I mean, I do a good job. We don't ever skip things. I always make sure I leave the pool spotless. But just in regards to like, you want somebody to sit there and take their time and really focus. Uh, we have that built in with our technicians. We give them enough time and they're paid by the hour. So, um, and then on top of that, if I can get this second employee, that's the, that's the main thing. If I can get this second employee, I mean, my God, uh, I will be providing air support. The, they will provide air support for each other. The, the service quality is going to go, is going to be exponentially better than what it is today. And I cannot wait for that, but I have to get there. And the only way I can get there is raising the rates for these 50 customers. The only way I can get there is raising our pay scale so we can potentially attract better, uh, well, just any talent, um, not just better talent, excuse me, but, but any talent. And then, um, and that, that's really what it boils down to is that the, the, to be able to get and transition into this hyper-efficient, uh, hyper-quality uh, pool service provider that I, I know we can do. I just need one more person. I just need one more person. We have the business, we have the customers, we have the book. We, we're good. We've got the margins. We've got the profit. Like we're, we're good. We can do this. We just need that person. And the only way I can get that person is to raise our pay rate. Um, so that's what we're going to do. But that's where this all leads to. Um, so I was thinking, you know, all day yesterday, I was thinking, man, I'm going to raise these rates. I'm going to get so many people upset. So many people are going to quit. And that might happen still, by the way. We might lose all 50 people. I mean, we, we're going to we're gonna might lose 49 people because one person said it was fine, right? Uh, but we might lose a lot of people. And if that happens... Then I'm gonna have to reevaluate how we gonna how we're gonna move forward, um, you know. And honestly, like there is a there does come a point where like I do have to question whether or not uh, building up and growing to multiple trucks is worth it in an environment like this, right? Um, and, and so th- th- these will be questions I have to face if that if, if push comes to shove. But I really hope that that's not how this goes. I really hope that we just keep everybody happy. We just I keep working hard and I do do my best and, and people see that we're doing our best and uh, and the and the quality shows. Uh, and people realize like, yes, you could go with somebody else. Maybe you can find somebody for a couple dollars cheaper. I doubt it because I doubt that person will stay in business for long enough um, based on the cost that I see. And I get some of the cheapest deals in, in the, you know, I have wholesale accounts with like everyone at this point. So like I'm seeing, you know, what people have to pay and most people don't have the volume. Most pool guys do not have the volume that I have. But, uh, I mean, there's definitely way, way bigger guys than me and they get better prices than me. But like I do more volume than the average uh, pool guy because I'm, I'm, I'm growing my business up to multiple trucks. Um, and so, you know, I get the best rates right now. And so I know what these other guys are paying. So like, if you're doing your pools for less than I am, you're probably not making very much money, if any at all. And you're probably going to go out of business. But anyway, the point is, is even if people like, I hope people just stay with us because the reality is, is even if you get someone for a couple bucks cheaper, you know that we do a good job. Uh, you know, we have a good track record and we, and, and our whole focus is centered around doing better work than everyone else. Um, that's our whole goal as a pool uh, service provider. But anyway, I'm going to get into this a little bit more. But first, I got to go do a pool. Okay, so that is um, that's that's uh, I guess that's where we're at. Um, so yeah, we we raised the rates. Uh, apparently, uh, about 22 people have opened of the 40 that we have emailed. Uh, 22 of them have opened it. One has confirmed that that's fine. Um, 
know. For the people who have opened it, a lot of them have opened it many, many times. That's a beautiful thing about MailChimp, by the way. For anybody who's, uh, and again, not sponsored by anybody, but, uh, you know, just uh, for uh, for us, I've always liked MailChimp. Um, it just seems to be kind of the most complete for, for you know, email marketing. But uh, this isn't really marketing. This is just sort of like... Uh, kind of more a customer relationship uh, CRM type stuff but like it's not a CRM but um, just for doing big broadcast emails it, it just seems to be the best but what I really love is their analytics you can see how many times somebody's opened it which is super creepy um, but it's just kind of nice because you know I know how many times everybody's opened it, at least for the people who have the setting that allows us to do that I don't know you know what I don't really know much about that stuff um I know the concepts of email marketing and, and uh, whatnot, but uh, I don't know uh, like the laws around like what you can see and what you can't. I just assume, you know what, uh, we sign up with MailChimp. MailChimp will not do stuff that's illegal, um, and so we're good. Uh, but yeah, so we can see how many times our customers open these emails, and it's kind of funny because I actually have had um, customers try to play dumb uh, with me before and like you, then you look about like price raise or whatever the case and then you look and you see that they've actually opened it like seven times and it's like no 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 <laughs> you saw the email like it says it was opened seven times like you know like uh, huh um you know i don't know it's, it's all but i i haven't called anybody out on that i just have had people play dumb and then i just play dumb back i'm like oh you didn't get the message well here you go <laughs> you know here it is um but, um, yeah, just kind of funny, like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Just don't be coy with me, all right? Like, I don't know. I, I just like, to, I like directness, man. Just be direct. If it's not okay, you need to find someone else. I'm sorry to hear that, but I understand, and I wish you the best. If you'd like, I can continue to do your pool until you find the right person. Up to, up to you, but, you know, uh, I don't know. It's just, a, it's just kind of a, a silly, silly thing. But yeah, so 22 people so far have opened it. One confirmation that we're good to go. Um, God, I really hope we don't lose people, though. I really do. I really don't. I really don't want to lose people. Um, you know, I've worked so hard to build up this book of business, and it would suck to have gone through this entire growth season, all of the pain, all of the hours, all of the, all of the days where we're just nonstop, 14-hour days, all of the quotes, all of the new green pool cleanups to then just lose literally more than what we've probably gained all year. Actually, we probably it would be about the same amount that we gained, but that's in volume. That's in customer count. That's not in profits. That's the thing. That's why I'm really not too worried about whether people stay or go one way or the other. I, I don't want people to go. I want them to stay because I want to continue to build this business and I want them to be serviced with our, our quality of service. Like I want to provide the service that they need, uh, right? Any business owner wants that, right? And these aren't bad behavior customers. These are just the customers that need to get caught up with regards to the, the right pricing. So I really want them to stay, but I won't be bent out of shape. Even if we lose all of them, I really won't be bent out of shape because the reality is, is if we're not turning a, a profit on them, then we're not really losing anything with regards to net operating income, right? We might lose a little bit because I'm the one doing a lot of these pools. So we might lose a tiny smidgen, but honestly, we have about 10 of them. I'm not doing the pools for a fact, I know. And we might have a few more there. Actually, I think we have like maybe 12 to 15 of these. I'm not the one doing the pools. So I am already losing money on these pools um, or, or just like barely breaking even, barely, you know, barely making anything, but more likely than not, not making money. So 
that is the that that's kind of the reality. Like I I I really want to keep them because what would be nice is I go from not making any money on a third of our business to making money again on a third of our business and everybody walks away kind of happy. I mean, no one is happy to see their bill go up and no one is especially not happy to see their bill go up by this much, but they're happy. Like I, I hope they're at least happy with the service, right? Um, I have to do this. Uh, we're not friends. I'm not cleaning your pool out of the goodness of my heart. Uh, you know, I, I like people and I'm, I'm a friendly person and I'm friendly, but I'm a business owner. I, I'm, I'm a pool service provider. Like that's what we do. Uh, and that's this relationship. And so, you know, I hope you're happy with the service because I would like to continue to service the pool. Uh, uh, but we just have to be able to make money doing it. I have to be able to pay my guys to do this. I have to be able to pay myself to do this stuff. Like this is not easy stuff to do. Um, and yes, cleaning pools is not very hard, uh, but you, like, it's hard enough where you don't want to do it. And so you hire a pool professional. I'm that pool professional and I want to keep being that pool professional for all of my customers. I really, really do. Uh, but if it just doesn't work out, honestly, it's just not that big of a deal because as of right now, we don't make money on these accounts. Right. It would be a big deal if we were still making like 10 bucks a month on each account, like profit. You know, that's not a lot, but it's it's okay. It's a decent amount for, you know, and if we have as, as long as we continue to build up volume, that'll be okay. Like with new the volume with, and all new customers are paying a real rate. Um, that's okay. We can hold on to those accounts, but we're not there anymore. The, the industry has just taken a nosedive or I don't know how to describe it. The, the prices the cost for everything in this industry has gone up so dramatically in the last six months that we're just not there anymore. We're not making that kind of money. And so I can't, I mean, what would you do? You know, you, you work, you make sure either you yourself or you hire someone to be at a pool four and a half times a month. So 4.5 times a month, every single week of the year, we only shut down for two weeks out of the year. So out of 52 weeks in a year, we're there for 50 weeks a year. We're there every single week of every single month and, uh, and we do a good job. And then on top of that, uh, for most of these people, because all of the, I think all of them are full service customers. Uh, uh, nine, I think nine of them are not. Uh, full, well, maybe six of them are not. But that, the vast majority of these people are full service customers, which means we're also cleaning your filter out twice a year, right? And that's an hour long task each time. Uh, and then we're not only that, but you can call in with an issue, and I will go out to do a service call for you for free. The only one you pay for is if we need a contractor to, contractor to take a look and 99 times out of 100, you don't need a contractor to take a look. I will go out and, and fix whatever issue needs to happen. So that's the other thing. The other part of this is also every time I fix an issue, I do it as close to at cost as possible if it's not going to be a big ticket item, right? Uh, I don't, I'm not trying to nickel and dime people. I'm just trying to keep your pool working so that our job is easier on a month to month basis. Now, big equipment like pumps, filters, you know, putting in new things like that. Yes, we have to turn a profit on that because there's a higher liability and I have to make sure that that stuff works and I have to guarantee that that stuff works, right? So, you know, we, we don't do those things at cost because that's higher skill, higher labor, usually requires a, a contractor to be involved. I mean, it's, it's just a different animal, but even still, we're still not gouging people. We're just paying ourselves fairly for the work that we do. Um, and all of these things are all centered around the cornerstone of when we show up, we do a really, really good job, right? And I want to continue that. I want to continue to do that for these customers, but we have to make money doing it. And I don't know if I'm really, 
uh, saying all of this stuff because I think it's good for the podcast or if I'm really just saying this stuff because I need to say it over and over out loud because that is something that I struggle with. Uh, at least in the very beginning when I first started, I was giving things away for free like nobody's business. I was like, I just want uh, to keep people happy, to keep my customers so that we can scratch out a tiny little uh, salary for me and my family so that we can live and survive while I try to figure this whole thing out. And I've, I have this survivalistic mentality of like, I don't want to rock the boat. I don't want to rock the boat. I don't want to rock the boat kind of thing. And, uh, and I ended up doing a lot of things. I ended up apologizing for things that weren't my fault. I ended up just bowing down to the almighty customer, right? But we're not there anymore. And it's my job, and I'm not doing my job if, I'm, if I behave that way. If we, if we uh, apologize for things that aren't our fault, if we uh, you know, give people discounts where, uh, to, to, to the detriment of the business uh, just because we don't want to rock the boat and we don't want to make them unhappy and see them go, right? If we, if we, if we don't turn a profit on everything that we do, uh, at least that we need to strategically to be able to do the, the, to be able to continue to grow, I'm not doing my job. If I don't charge enough, I'm not doing my job. And I'm not, it's not just that I'm not doing my job. I'm letting my employees down. I'm letting my wife down, the co-owner of the business. I'm letting the company down. I'm letting my other co customers down because if I do that too much, we may not be able to provide certain services, right? Um, so I, I won't be able to do as good of a job if we don't get paid for it. Uh, you know, I'm letting my contractor down. I'm letting my accountant down. I'm letting my family down. So I can't, uh, and, and that's why I'm saying like, we can't continue to do uh, pools for the prices that we were doing. I mean, that's why our prices have gone up so dramatically this year is because the cost to do business has gone up so dramatically. Uh, that's just the way it has gone. And I have not been able to find employees at the pay rates, that, at the pay scale that we offer. And if I can't find employees at the pay rates that we offer, but other guys can with higher pay scales, then that means I have to raise my rates. Sure, those other guys are have way more volume. They're multi-truck operations, sometimes in the tens of trucks operations. And so they can afford to have a higher pay rate for sure. That totally pencils out. But I have to compete with that because right now I can't find anyone uh, at the pay rates that I'm, uh, that I'm paying. I have not had any success, um, you know, that, that any long-term meaningful success with the pay that I'm paying. So if that's the case, we have to raise our rates. That is the only way we can compete with the big guys. Um, and the big guys are raising their rates. Uh, so, I mean, it's just across the board, everything is getting more expensive. I have to take care of my customers, but I also have to take care of, of the team, the business, and my family. Um, and the only way we do that is to raise these rates, and, and the benefit will be shared with everyone. I, that, is a, that is the other side of this, is like, I'm not just raising rates and pocketing this um, by any means. The benefits are being spread around to basically everyone but me. Right, the benefits are being spread around to my employees who are getting it, who are, are going to be paid better for the work that they do. Uh, the benefits are going to be spread around to the customers because better paid employees uh, means better service, generally speaking. Uh, also, the customer because now if I can find a second employee, I can now provide better air support to these employees and take better care of these pools. So the customer ends up getting a better deal by so much, by such a huge uh, percentage. It's going to be so much better. It's going to be 100% better. 
Um, and, and so everyone kind of wins and, and I win too. Like, it's not that I like, Oh, woe is me. I don't get any of this. No, I win too because my company becomes stronger. The thing that pays the bills, the things that, that I, the thing that I use to pay for my children's food, clothing, housing, all of this stuff, water, all of this, right? It becomes stronger. It becomes more fortified. And so our personal security becomes way stronger. Our personal financial security becomes way stronger. We not, may not make more, but it is a better business. And it becomes more of a better foundation to build the house. It, it becomes a better uh, a launch pad to launch where we really want to go, with, with, which is major volume. Because if we can establish high-quality systems... Uh, at at high volume, like a high volume, then we win. Then we win. That's it. Like we we take over, and um, so I'm paying for that now by not taking a like I'm not taking an increase in pay uh, with this stuff. Uh, I'm 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 not, and and I'm, the reason I'm not doing that is because I'm reinvesting everything back into the business to become have it you know to basically set ourselves up to the point in a, in in a way that will allow us to continue to grow and expand and grow and expand and provide more quality, more services, more benefits to everyone involved. Everyone if if you're doing business with me whether you're a customer, a contractor, an employee, whatever, you will win. You will win. That is my philosophy because I don't do business when everyone doesn't win. Where I don't do things where people don't win. It's a win-win or nothing. That is the way that I conduct this business, and that is why I'm so confident in in this decision. But also, I'm confident in, the, in this decision because we're not making money on these accounts. So we're just kind of playing the waiting game here. I'm sure people are going out getting quotes. I'm sure people are shopping around. Um, but at, at the end of the day, I know what service we provide. I stand by that. Um, and if, if we lose 50 customers, we lose 50 customers. You know, big whoop. It's gonna suck to lose a third of our revenue. Um, but if that revenue wasn't profitable, what's the point of having revenue, right? So I really hope this works out. Uh, I am very nervous about it. I, you know, maybe a lot of this is just me. A lot of this podcast is just me giving myself a little bit of a pep talk. Cause it is kind of scary, man. It's a third of our company. It's I, I've worked so hard this year to basically build up a book of business that is the equivalent size of the ones that we just raised rates on. And we might just lose that. Um, that would kind of suck, but it, at the end of the day, no matter what happens, this is setting us up for next year. This is setting us up for the next growth season so that we can be ready to truly, truly grow and hit the ground running. Uh, and no more no more uh, customers that just don't pay enough. No more cheapness. It's just no more cheap customers. You pay for quality service with us, and that's it. Um, so anyway, thanks for listening today. That's all I've got for you. Um, if you don't mind, like the podcast, share the podcast. If you can, leave a rating and review if you're listening to Apple Podcasts um, or whatever platform you're on. It really helps me out. But um, thanks again for listening, and until the next one, have a good day. Bye.